Years ago, I founded a group, Babies and Bagels. Uh, Babies and Bagels, I supplied the bagels, and they brought the babies. Does that sound right? I hope I got that right. And uh, that was Saturday morning, and one of the ideas was to get the person who was stuck at home all week out of the house. Sometimes both parents came, but especially that one, we wanted to be of help. And then I met a couple of times at Darius brainstorming sessions and evenings and days. We had various permutations of that, and then finally came to young couples and new families. YCNF, young couples, new families. And that's going gloriously well. Now, some of those families have moved out of town, out of the area, because they get bigger homes, they have children, etc. cetera. Uh, and uh, uh, luckily, none of them have moved to New Haven, as far as I can tell. That's, that's uh, certainly a consolation. You know, you try to do the right thing. You try to encourage them in that, <laughs> at any rate. Uh, you may have come in and not heard about these things, so I wanted simply to invite families new to the area, with kids and so on, uh, to let me know. I'm Father George Salzman, G. Salzman at Gmail is an easy thing. Uh, but we're trying to constantly reconstitute that and renew the leadership and effectively have, uh, have coffee or whatever and a discussion as to when the best time is. Most frequently, we have gatherings after this Mass. That's what's worked very well. And so I wonder if you're new to the area, if you know a family new to the area who goes to another Mass, hasn't heard this, I'd like to let them and you know that, that there's a gathering uh, usually in the parking lot or wherever, after this mass or on the other side. These things have been put paid by COVID, which has disrupted just about everything in all of our lives. But the idea is not to let that take the day and to rebuild that. I also wanted to say, because if you were in the group, you would know that, that there's a, uh, an area for kids to run around across the bridge. So there's a door. You don't go down the stairs. You go over the bridge to the second floor, which is the level of this. There's toys there. You have to let the children pick the toys first before the adults do. Are you with me? That's a law. And then there's a, uh, then there's a new uh, television set, and there's a, there's a volume knob. You can turn the volume down if you want to get a good nap, <laughs> but hopefully you'll leave the volume up. At any rate, I think I've told you more than you need to know. Main thing is there are bathrooms over there if anybody's come a distance. We've apparently witnessed a rise in floods and... Uh, fires, and the old sea level rise, and uh, we've learned too how fragile democracy is, and then from that SLR how parlous our existence could soon be. And uh, therefore the issues that our gospel today raises uh, are not foreign to us in a sense, they add to the tumult the matter of this being sort of an apocalypse. And just as we come to the end of the year of grace, the end of the liturgical year, we then reflect not only on the end of the world, but our end as well. Because lying in plain sight is the thing that's most often overlooked. Think of that paradox. The transparent truth. No one gets out of here alive. Now, one needn't be Jim Morrison to figure that out but at least he knew it, and many times we act as if we don't. But we can't get away with that today after Mark 13 and Daniel 12. We consider, therefore, not only the world's end, but our own as well. Where will we end up? And then, how have we lived? What do we deserve? How have we served truth or served justice? or serve the good of others, 
were served the good Lord. Our first reading, Daniel 12, captures that beautifully. Daniel 12, verse 3, beautifully, in words that you can find here at Harvard, painted on a wall, the biggest placard at the university. I wonder if you've thought of where it is. It's in Memorial Hall, the Harry Potter-like building over past the firehouse. And it's in there, and it's in the rounded end, Sanders Theater, where the large classes are and the concerts. And so if you go to a Glee Club concert, you'll have a chance to ponder Daniel 12, 3. And it is one of the most magnificent lines, especially in a world where often in church we are charging each other with faults. But it is also good racing to the end to think of blessings and rewards. Those who have taken the trouble to work for justice and do good and care and bother, that they be recognized for their goodness, their wisdom, and all they've done. And so it says there, the wise shall shine brightly like the splendor of the firmament, and those who lead the many to justice will be like the stars forever. Now you might say, in theological language, this would be a hell of a time to have to try to work for justice and spread the word. But I would say, rather than it being a heck of a time, that it is in every age. You know, I remember back in primary school, even then the nuns told us, and have been recurring ever since, as more books are remitted on the subject, that no one can perfectly explain why the Great War happened or what a good reason for it was or the real, full real reason, etc. And yet, it's useful after Mass to make sure you check how many people died and then confer with that how many people died of the flu that followed as a result of it, a plague. You see those pictures of people delivering mail and so on, the streets empty, the postman with a mask, anybody going outside, the policeman with a mask, everyone masked. Well, they had then what we know now. Perhaps it wouldn't have happened without the transfer of everyone around the globe through the Great War. And then if you think of the year 1942, that year, full year after Pearl Harbor, if you think of the fact that in that year, as Churchill and others observed, uh, there was not a battle that they won. Thanks be to God, as one moved into the next year, there wasn't a battle that they lost. But that year of our Lord, 1942, it seemed as if we would lose. And should one, we have cashed in our chips, or should we have worked for justice and the truth of things and concern for others? And so the work of justice is not, was not only the point then, yet it's also, it's also the point now. Justice and truth, which is often laughed at, and being concerned for the work of reason or reality or science, these things are often laughed at, but essential, lest we go berserk or democracy be lost or common sense. All of us have said many a time, common sense isn't common. And there are times, there are years, there are decades, there are sections of history when you look back, and that's the very first thing you say, and the very last as you survey the scene. And so, although people don't join the Flat Earth Society too much anymore, it's ever in season in its equivalence. 
I mean, in a certain sense, I won't use where I'm thinking, but you could say someone will be assuring you that they don't believe in the theory of gravity and jump out the 55th floor window, but their body believes in gravity, and you see the result. And we all live in that world, and we all get the results of everyone else's fielding it. And therefore, the work of justice and truth and love and everything else is something that many people in a group don't want to hear. Because as someone said on the radio once, just to uh, give you my sources for that, this one, uh, when a p policeman said, when a policeman enters a room, there's probably somebody who doesn't want to see her or him. And so if you're going to speak up for justice, you're going to speak up for honesty, you're going to speak up for fairness, you're going to speak up for love, you're going to speak up for marriage, you're going to speak up for caring, you're going to speak up for kids, there's always somebody who's going to be against it. But it would be ridiculous to take the other view or to shut up or not speak up at all. Or not speak up at all. How important it is for all of us to do precisely what the reward in Daniel 12, the third verse, points out on the last day to rejoice that we took the trouble, we had the sweat, we faced the opposition, we were shouted down, but we stood up for what was true and what was fair, and what was honest, and what was just, and what supported the lives of everyone of every shape and size. The wise shall shine brightly. The wise shall shine brightly like the splendor of the firmament. And those who lead the many to justice shall be like the stars forever. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.